Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. Fantastic. Well, while you're getting seated and just finishing off with kids and whatever else, I've got Peter just to put a slide up on the, on the screen. For those of you guys who haven't yet registered for Wednesday, this coming Wednesday night, uh, we're going to get a slide up in a minute. And you can just hold your camera on that, hopefully, if the, if the technology... If not, you might have to come up to it like this. And it's okay. Uh, but basically, as I've said for the last few weeks, I would love every single guy in our community to be part of this. And so if you haven't, um, it's a free ticket this time around. Um, so please get your camera out. Just scan it on that little code right there or go onto the link and make sure you sign up for the night. Make sure you come. Come a little bit early if you want. It's going to be a fantastic night together. We got around 100 guys coming, I reckon, It'll probably over that. And, um, and it's a great bunch from all over, all over Adelaide. Um, and so many guys are, are willing and hungry to learn and to gather together and see what God does. So I'd love you guys, guys, as in all of us, to be praying for this week because if you change the men, you change the city. And that's, it's just a fact. And so it's, it's a really, really needed hour right now in our nation. Uh, we need to be praying for our leaders, both male and female. We need to be praying for righteousness in parliament, in our laws, in our businesses, uh, because there is such an onslaught of opposition against anything that's godly, anything that's just truth and righteousness and normal, you know. And so we live in a crazy time. So Wednesday night's not going to be a political night. I'm sure we'll go there. Um, but um, however, can't wait, someone said. But uh, Steve's recorded a message literally specifically just for us, us guys here. And um, I I've... I was sitting, listening to the whole thing. It's very moving. He shares very honestly, very uh, powerfully. And so it's, it's going to just wrap up the whole night so well. And um, yeah, so I, that's why I'm just saying I, I want everyone to be part of this uh, from our guys because I, I think God's going to stir you. He's going to challenge you. He's going to stretch you. But uh, it's such a needed hour for this. So let's pray. Lord, we just thank you this morning for what you're doing among us. We pray for our city. We pray for our nation. Amongst all the confusion and all the opinions, we pray that you would have your way, that you would move in our city, that you would move in our nation. And Lord, we just pray that you would come by your spirit and that you would teach us and speak to us and move upon us in the way you want. And so, Lord, we thank you this morning. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, you, I'm just going to get my gum out. Is that okay? Yeah, use it for later. Reduce, reuse, recycle, hey? <laughs> well, last week I shared on honour, and so I'm going to continue on that, part two, honour. Julius Caesar said, I love the name of honour, more than I fear death. It's a big statement. And I was thinking about that this week, actually. I love the name of honour more than I fear death. In today's society, we don't really see a whole lot of honour. We see a whole lot of other stuff, but we don't see a whole lot of honour. And throughout 
our Western world anyway, our, our media and what we see and hear about is a whole lot of celebrity, a whole lot of popular opinion, a whole lot of, you might say hogwash, a whole lot of noise. But if you drill down into all the noise, there's very little honour. There's very little integrity. There's very little truth to a whole lot of what we hear. So we are being bombarded with everything other than honour in today's day and age. And so this next generation are growing up not knowing what honour necessarily looks like. Because it doesn't look like a Hollywood movie star. It doesn't look like an influencer. It doesn't look like a whole lot of this stuff that gets so much noise. It, 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 we have to go back to go forward. We have to go right back to the roots to actually learn what honour is. And so today I want to pull out a few extra things uh, about honour. Last week... I shared on obedience, humility, generosity. And today I want to start on finances because Proverbs chapter 3, where we read from last week, I'm going back a little bit before that. Proverbs chapter 3, and I'm going to read verses 9 to 18, but I'm going to stop in between. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 9 to 18. And in 9 it says, Honour the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. Now, some of you are thinking, hang on, you read that one last week. You are correct. I did read it last week talking about generosity. But today I want to just drill in a little bit on finances because, again, finances in this day and age... Um, there's so many opinions about how we're to manage our finance. Um, you know, do you have to have multiple income streams? Do you have to, how much super are you meant to save up for? And I'll always remember one of my financial advisors, uh, particularly in our business um, setting, I think it was when we first took on our business, I was 26. And uh, I remember after a few years, the business started growing and we got to about 100 employees. And um, I remember at that stage starting to turn over more and he sat me down and he said, listen, you really, the most tax effective way to use your profit is to put it into superannuation. Now, to tell a 28-year-old person to start thinking about superannuation, it seems it's the furthest thing from your mind. Thinking about 65, 67, I'm like, that's the last thing I'm going to buy a decent car and I'm going to do a few other things before. But of course... Wisdom, he was a lot greyer than I was at the time. Uh, and uh, so literally for many, many, many years, we had this same conversation. And here I am, 47, and I'm now thinking about superannuation. And so it's interesting, uh, the different advice you'll get over the years. But the one thing that, and we've said this many times, the one thing that Karen and I have been rock solid on. It's one thing we can tout from the hilltops, not brag about. We, we can brag on God's goodness because we've known what it's like to have a lot and to have very little, to have an abundance and to be looking at losing everything in our business. We were days away from potentially losing everything. And so in those moments, we've known we put God first with our finances and in business, it can be cyclical up and down and you don't know what you're giving and what you're not giving and do you give on gross or net and all that kind of stuff. There's a whole lot of questions in there. But the one thing that we know to be true, when you honour the Lord with your wealth and the first fruits of all your crops, that's every bit of income you get. If, if we ever get any random sources of income, no matter where it comes from, it's going to be tithed on. Because every bit that comes into our storehouse is from Him. We don't divide it up and say, oh, that's, that's an inheritance or that's this or that's that. And say, well, that, no, legally we'll just give them just on my wage. No, everything that comes into our storehouse is income. And that's what we tithe on. And the tithe is on gross. The tithe is on max. Why do we take that view? Because we want to give God our best not our worst. We want to give God out of the maximum that he's given us. And do you know what he's done? He's kept multiplying. He's kept multiplying. We've never got a check in the mail. Anyone ever prayed for a supernatural intergalactical check in the mail? You know, when you're really desperate 
and you need an answer to prayer and you're just like, God, just give me someone who will come up me and give me a golden handshake or something. You know, I just want that. We've never had that. We've never, ever, ever had those kind of the things we expect, the way miracles, we expect financial miracles to happen. Um, and it just hasn't happened to us. I'll always remember being in a meeting and one of the speakers said, you know, if you want financial breakthrough and your mortgage paid off superly, supernaturally, why don't you stand? Well, of course, everyone stands for that one. That's the easiest, easiest response you're ever going to ask. I remember at the time being a little sceptical and, um, and thinking, oh, gee, I don't know if that one's quite from the Lord. I still don't know whether that was, to be honest with you, but it felt good at the time. Uh, but I know a lot of people still have mortgages. But... It's interesting, sometimes we go after these magical answers when God's given us the core answers right here. Honour the Lord with your wealth. When we honour him with our wealth, let me promise you this, your barns will be filled to overflowing. Your barns will be filled. Doesn't that sound good? Your barns, barns, we don't have them in Australia. We have sheds storage sheds and vats and silos, they will be overflowing. When? When we honour the Lord with our wealth. So I want to give you an encouragement today. If you don't know what it's like to have overflowing vats or storehouses or silos, honour the Lord with your wealth. And this can be a challenging point. I've had so many questions on this topic over the years on, you know, different sources of income or if you've got a business that makes a loss one year and then makes a profit, here's what I'm going to say. I don't know the answer. But God does and he knows your heart. And so there's so many different ways to, to, to skin a cat, so to speak. But you want your vats to brim over, yeah? Or skin a rabbit. We've got lots of rabbits at the moment. But we don't eat them, so you're welcome to come and shoot a few if you want. I'm a vegan. I'm okay with that. I said this quote last week from Anne Frank. No one has ever become poor by giving. No one has ever become poor by giving. Why? Because God gives back. God keeps giving back. You can't outgive God. So it's just a principle that I just want to nail when we're talking about honour, that it's a core fundamental thing as families, as individuals, as people, as believers, that we lock down our finances because it's an area that the enemy can get at and he can gnaw away at it and he can cause doubt and say, ah, oh, but, but if you just miss a few payments, you'll get up a little bit and you'll have some savings. And then, No, that's a slave mentality. As soon as we start thinking that, we're slaves to mammon. As soon as we start thinking that, we're slaves to the system rather than to the king. We want to be sons and daughters of the Most High. And, and if we want to free ourselves from the slavery of Babylon, of mammon, of the system, then we have to rise above it. We have to live in a different realm. And when we live in a different realm, we can operate in a level of authority. Karen and I have a level of authority in the area of finances. Why? Because we're submitted in the area of our finances. We're submitted to the king. And so there's various times that we'll talk to each other and Karen will say, hey, I really feel to give in this area. And it's like, yeah, let, let's go for it. Or I'll feel to give in this area. And so we've given each other freedom to be able to operate in that because we honour one another in our giving as well. It's not one controlling over another. We're fr we freed ourselves from that system, that mindset where we've got to control everything and, and if we don't do this, if we don't do that. Now, there's nothing wrong with being good at finances, but I really want to just encourage you today. Don't be bound by mammon. Don't be bound and depressed and chained by the system because it, you'll never get out of it. But when your mind begins to think bigger than that, when your mind is freed from that, that need for saving all the time. And what I mean saving, not saving as in your savings account, but rescuing all the time. Money will never rescue you. It will never rescue you. And as soon as you think you've got enough, you want more. 
That's the spirit of mammon. It's, it's always wanting more. And so we need to free our mind from the limitations of that. And then we can actually step into how we're meant to operate as kingdom believers in this area of finances. So let's, let's move on. But actually, the last thing I want to say on, on the area of finances it talks a lot about gift giving in Scripture, and we see all over the world when when national leaders meet each other, they bring gifts. When tribal leaders meet each other, they bring gifts. Gifts is an attitude of the heart. Offering is an attitude of the heart. So when we're coming weekly, fortnightly, monthly, however you're giving, it's an attitude of the heart, and it means something. It means something. And I want to just go on to verses 11 and 12. And it says, My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke because the Lord disciplines those he loves as a father, the son he delights in. Heavy couple of verses. I didn't hear any cheering after those. I didn't expect any cheering after those. Charles Spurgeon said, Nothing reflects so much honour on a workman as a trial of his work and its endurance of it. So it is with God. It honours him when his saints preserve their integrity. Sometimes it'll cost us to preserve our integrity. Sometimes it will cost us a rebuke from the Lord or a humbling or a submitting to him, it will cost us something to actually see the fruition of what he's trying to teach us. I think I've said a number of times I've been honest about many mistakes I made in business, but um, particularly one of the things that I've recognised that God will often allow is he's given you and me strengths and weaknesses. And sometimes your strength will be your weakness. For example, in business, I was a good businessman. And I was so much of a good businessman that I grew a good business. And then I wanted to grow a bigger business. And then I wanted to grow an even bigger business. And so in my gifting, it it got bigger and bigger, which there's nothing wrong with that. I still enjoy that. I love that realm. But there's a point where your strength can trip you up and become your weakness. It's like people who, who love studying. They study so much and they, and they get in their gifting, in their strength. They're studying, studying, learning, learning, learning. But they can't see the forest for the trees because all they're doing is studying, learning all the time. And it's like, open your eyes, look around you. And, so, and that's what it was like for me. And so the growth... The pressure for growth, my strength, sometimes got me in a little bit of trouble. Growing the business too fast, for example. Taking on too many. You take on 100 employees in one week, you're going to get some chaos. Especially if they're smoking as much weed as the guys down south smoke. And um, it's, it's like a whole schmozzle waiting to happen. And I remember one time the production manager came in to me and I think we'd only taken on about 20 guys, um, threw them on the machines and it's like hopefully some of these guys can turn out okay. And, um, and, and I remember he came in to me and he said, Marty, you've just got to stop winning these new projects. It, enough is enough. You know, he's going grey, he's getting stressed at trying to train these new guys and, and it's, it's chaos. And... Um, you know, the reason, uh, can I tell you a random funny story? Okay, that's enough of you. Um, the reason I make jokes about, you know, guys smoking weed and stuff, you're allowed to say that in church, it's not evil. I'm not saying smoke it. But let me tell you, it is a reality. Many of them are killing themselves on this stuff. And they're so numb. And I know this personally because I had to put a zero tolerance policy in my factory because so many of them, and if it wasn't weed, it was speed. And if it wasn't that, it was something else. And, and this is just a syndrome, right, down south. And I'm giving you a little bit of insight if you're not aware of this. But anyway, I remember we put in this zero tolerance um, policy and uh, I brought in <laughs> a guy with two German Shepherd sniffer dogs on the Monday morning 
And um, the first person to disappear from the factory that morning when the shift started was the storeman. Because the storeman was not only giving out safety goggles and vests, but he was selling other little bags of things from the storeroom. It was quite, quite convenient for him. Because every shift, people had to come in and get their masks and their goggles, but they got some other stuff while they were there. Well, I remember driving in and um, I heard that this dude had disappeared right up the road. He left his bag there and everything. First thing the sniffer dogs went for. But anyway, I say all that just to give you a random story on living down south, if you don't live down south. <laughs> it, we were growing so fast, but I learnt, I learnt quickly that I couldn't grow so fast. Even in my strength, I couldn't just blow this thing up just because I wanted to. And there's times I'm sure God's sent you little reminders. You're going too fast. You're pushing too hard. You're trying too hard. Your strength is good, but your strength is now becoming your Achilles heel. Your strength is now tripping you up. Sometimes you just have to, I was talking to someone about running and talking about breathing and techniques and stuff like that before church. And I was thinking, sometimes you can overthink the thing. And, and that's what we do sometimes, isn't it? We overthink things. And if you're a person who overthinks things, stop it. Just stop overthinking. Do yourself a favour. Calm the farm. <laughs> it's not that bad. The world is not falling in. But sometimes God will allow us to feel the pain and the consequences of our own sin. He will allow us to feel those consequences. I have many times in my life felt the consequences of stupid decisions. And I've, I've looked back and I'm like, really, God? I thought you would prevent all of this stuff. I've honoured you with all of my life. I've done the right thing. But then he'll remind me and he'll go, well, hang on. Remember that, remember that area where you went in your own steam? Remember that area where you did that in your own strength, where you actually were out of alignment? And that's, that's where you tripped yourself up. And I'm sure there's areas where you can remember those things as well. So sometimes God's discipline, he will allow us to feel that pain. Why? So we never do it again. So we never do it again. And he does it because he loves us. The main bit I want to finish on today is wisdom. Because that's a good thing. Who doesn't want wisdom? Verse 13 says, Blessed are those who find wisdom, those who gain understanding. Gaining understanding means learning. I've said before when Karen and I embarked on some study, Karen's a very good studier typically. I'm not such a good studier typically. And um, one of the things that I found funny when we went to um, gain a qualification, we signed up for a course and they looked at Karen's qualifications and so they gave her a really excellent grade and, you know, I could see, you know, her... Her aptitude was good and her learning was good and her history of study was good. And then, uh, so they gave her a really good title. And then me, they gave me the title of lifelong learner. <laughs> and I remember thinking, okay, that sounds really, really embarrassing, lifelong learner. It means you've never really studied anything. You've got no qualifications, but we'll call you a lifelong learner. But anyway, I've now taken that as a badge of honour because I am a lifelong learner. I want to learn in Scripture. I want to learn from God. I want to learn from other godly people. I want to learn knowledge because in that place of learning, we gain understanding. So there's nothing wrong with learning and gleaning and training and, and all of that good stuff because Blessed are those who find wisdom, those who gain understanding. We'll actually gain wisdom. But we actually have to learn from the right sources. Verse 14 says, For she is more profitable, talking about wisdom, for she is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. You ever thought to yourself, if I just had one wish? See, they often say three. But really we all think to ourselves, I just want one. That is the ongoing wish. But that's what the Bible's talking about here. 
Wisdom is the ongoing wish because wisdom yields better returns than anything else. So if we're going to pray for one thing, it's wisdom. Because if you gain wisdom, you'll know how to make money. If you gain wisdom, you'll be promoted in your job. If you gain wisdom, you'll know when to shut up and not say something. If you gain wisdom, you'll have favour with people. If you gain wisdom, you'll gain all of these things. So wisdom is something we want to chase after. We want to chase after wisdom because it keeps on giving. Verse 15, she is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. Verse 16, long life is in her right hand. In her left hand are riches and honour. Verse 17, her ways are pleasant ways and all her paths are peace. It's interesting that it kind of says this. Her ways are pleasant ways and all her paths are peace. Because I was thinking about that and I was thinking a lot of wise people that, that I look to and read about didn't necessarily have um, lives of non-conflict, but they lived at peace with themselves, with their integrity and with the Lord and with, maybe with their family, those close around. It doesn't mean we'll never have conflict. It probably means, I think, that we will have the wisdom to clean up our own issues. We'll have the wisdom to clean up our skeletons, you know, those things of the past, and so that we can actually live in peace. We can live in peace even with the storm. See, I used to read things like this and think, oh, we've got to be perfect with everyone, have no, no enemies, no quarrels. Um, we're not allowed to cause any ripples in society, not allowed to speak against anything. We've got to love everyone, never have an issue. That's not really peace, is it? That's just dumbing ourselves down until we're like this mannequin where we don't have any opinions just so we don't offend anyone. No, living at peace, firstly, means living at peace with our king and secondly, with ourselves. Because when we're at peace with him, our Father in heaven, and when we're at peace with ourselves, it doesn't really matter what storm's going on around us because some are going to be called in society to actually be mouthpieces who will cause conflict. They will say things that will offend people. If you ever want to follow someone really good on Facebook, follow Alex Antic, Senator Alex Antic. He's, he's just common sense. He's not even a radical. He's just common sense. But let me tell you, he needs our prayers because common sense isn't common sense anymore. Evil is being called good even as we speak. This very week, this very month, this very year, evil things are going to be called amazing things. The fact that a concert can be held a couple of weeks ago in Melbourne to a packed Margaret Court arena and the singer mocks Margaret Court because of her godly, righteous stand. Evil is being called good. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's okay. You don't have to know everything that's going on. But our world is weird. It is so weird that some of you who have stayed silent are going to have to start speaking up. You, you don't have to become Pat Masidi. You don't have to become whatever you picture. Sometimes all you have to say is, no, I don't agree. It's, it's that easy sometimes. Just put your hands up. So, sorry, I don't agree. Because everyone else in the room is agreeing. Everyone else is nodding their head. Everyone else is, is just saying, yeah, whatever, love is love. But there's a time when we've got to meet our king. <laughs> and we've got to meet him face to face. And when I think of that, it kind of brings alignment to me. And that's why, I mean, for a number of years I've felt to, to gather men. But, I mean, COVID probably wasn't the right time. And for a num I've said it to Karen year after year, oh, I really want to rev up the men, stir up the men. I'm like, yeah, it's not, not quite the right time. But for some reason this year it is. And I wonder whether there's going to be things released in this. And there's some great guys from society who are coming along on Wednesday night. And I wonder whether God's going to put something on our hearts to influence our society in a greater way. It's something I hope Leslie 
is here and doesn't mind me saying this, but it's something I'll always remember Peter Muller saying to me. He, he used to come, as I said, at his funeral with his keys dangling and chingling, for those of you who know, he'd come and, uh, Marty, Marty, uh, do you know about this? And he'd fill me in on little things that are happening at the council and, and all this sort of stuff. And, and he, he had a desire to impact culture. Maybe some of you are going to pick up his mantle in your realm and have that same desire. Because we have a council that some of them are pickles. <laughs> it's the only word I could think of. They want to hit us with climate change emergency and all this sort of stuff. We need good people at the table. <laughs> We need good people at the table. And so wisdom is going to be needed in this hour. And men, we're not going to be able to sit on our hands and just say, well, you know, I sent a Facebook post to that person three years ago. They never read them. They don't even read our letters anymore. You've got to be in the room. You've got to be at the table. You've got to stare them in the face. Some of them in love. You don't have to hit them. You don't have to do anything. But they've got to hear your voice. And so in this hour, maybe wisdom for us looks like, all right, God, how can we see your righteousness reach out into the community? How can my little influence impact this? Maybe it's, maybe it's whatever, phone calling the, the local MP and just filling them in. Just say, hey, look, I love you. I'm praying for you, but I don't agree with you on this. And we don't have to manipulate. We don't have to use, oh, my whole church thinks this. Don't use any spiritual language. Don't pull me into any manipulation. I just, down the line, down the line, sometimes we just got to say it. And so let's finish on this. 18. Wisdom is a tree of life to those who take hold of her. Those who hold fast will be blessed. I want the band to come up. And this, this verse here is a reference to Jesus. It's a reference to Jesus. Wisdom is a tree of life. A tree of life. He is the tree of life. He is the tree of life. And those who take hold of him, Jesus, we will gain wisdom and we will be blessed. When we are listening to him, when we have peace with him, when we are following after him, when we hold fast to him, then we will be blessed. Every single person in this room wants blessing. Every single person in this room wants favour, wants promotion, wants releasing, wants your vats to overflow. The key is hang on to the tree of life. In the book of Revelation, the tree of life on the banks of the river has healing in its leaves. It has abundance. It has so much abundance that keeps growing. It keeps going. And so we in this day and age need to be people who hang on Jesus, that tree of life. Hang on to him. Whatever you're going through today, hang on to him. Whatever you're thinking about doing in life, whatever decisions you've got, hang on to him and he'll give you the wisdom. He'll give you the words. He'll give you the actions. Don't look to the world. Don't look to just minimalistic things. Don't look for just a quote to get you through the day. Hang on to the tree of life and there's healing in his leaves. There's healing and abundance. I want you to stand today. I'm just going to... Thanks. You're a good bunch, a very good bunch. Why don't you just lift your hands? We're going to just spend a moment. Just honour Him with our time. Honour Him. Well, Lord, we just thank You that You're here with us right now. I thank you that whatever we're going through, we can centre ourselves on you, Jesus. There is no other name. There is no other authority outside of you. There is no other way 
truth and life other than through Jesus. You might be here this morning. You may have wandered away from Jesus. You may quite not know who He is or where you're at with Him. Now's a perfect time to grip your hands upon that tree of life, the person of Jesus Christ. I want to encourage you, give yourself to Him. Give yourself to Him. Hold fast to Him and He will help you through every area of life. Some of you here this morning, You've known what it is to follow Him and to read His Word and, and do the right things. But you've never really thought about what does it mean to lay down my life for Him. I want to encourage you. Lay it down, it's worth it. Lay it down, it's worth it. Because this coming generation and the next to come after that, are going to need so many mouthpieces of righteousness, of truth and love that you are needed. You are needed in the King's army. You are needed in the King's army. You've thought someone else could do it. The pastor could do it. They're called to ministry. They're called to this. I could never do this. Let me tell you, you're needed. Your voice is needed. Your power is needed. Your energy is needed. Hold fast to Him today. He's going to raise up some of you guys in this room. You thought you were going to be a normal working person for the rest of your life. You're not going to be. You're not going to be. In 10 years, you won't recognise yourself. In 10 years, you won't recognise the words that are coming out of your mouth. What you're speaking up for, you, you, you'll surprise yourself. What you're saying, what you're doing, the rooms He's going to put you in. Right now, you would just think that's other people's domain, but it's going to be yours. It's going to be yours. So Lord, I pray that Your anointing would begin to touch people in this room with the authority of the King, with the authority and the calling and the mantle of Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray that You would give us a holiness, an awareness, and even a love for our community, that we won't be Bible bashing, trying to whip everyone, but somehow Your anointing would break the yoke and that You would release called ones, called ones from this house, sent out ones from this house, ecclesia from this house, with the anointing for this region. Holy Spirit, I pray right now, touch, touch people in this room. Touch people in this room with your love, with your power. Some of you are second guessing even what I'm saying. You think, oh, I'm not good enough. I can't speak. I'm just a, I'm just a, a mom. I'm just a this. I'm just a cleaner or I'm just a person who just fulfills time. He's going to anoint some of you in surprising ways. So Holy Spirit, I pray you'd begin the process right now, right now, right now, right now. Fill, fill, fill right now. Some of you begin to lift your hands if you want fresh anointing, fresh anointing for boldness, for wisdom, for empowerment. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. I, I just want to, I'm just trying to work out, is that Hayley McKessa? No, not Hayley McKessa, <laughs> Hayley Price. Just give me a wave if I'm right, yeah. I just felt that God is going to free you this year from some limitations, even in your mind that you've had, in the back of your mind, second guessing, um, of, of things maybe from the past, of limitations of yourself. I believe this year God's going to free you some, from a whole lot of that stuff. And He's going to let some stuff rise up in you. Uh, I don't know if Sean's in the room. Is he in the room right now? Where is he? There he is. Okay. She might scare you a little bit. Okay. She might scare you a little bit. Some stuff that begins to come out in a good way. 
but God's called you, He's anointed you, He's given you a mouth for a reason, and and He's He has anointed you. I want you to know that He's anointed you, He's given you wisdom beyond what other people may recognize. He's given you wisdom, and so I want to encourage you, He's with you. He'll be around you. He's going to give you some accomplices, good people that He'll put with you that will, who will encourage you, not discourage you, encourage you. And so there's, there's going to be some good decisions that I believe you're going to have to make, relational decisions that are going to help you. So do you want to just come down the front? Karen's just going to lay hands on you and pray for you. It's always a good thing to do. We haven't got carpet, so don't fall down. Don't get too overcome. But... Um, Karen's just going to lay. Why don't you stretch your hands out, everyone, to Hayley? We've known Hayley since she was Hayley McKessar, so that's, that's why. Lord, we just pray blessing upon her. Lord, we pray you would release the anointing, release the authority, release the power that you have placed inside of her. Break off every chain, break off every limitation, break off every doubt, every fear in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray you would fill her, fill her, fill her with your fire, with your anointing and your freedom in Jesus' name. Freedom in Jesus' name. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, Lord, we just bless you today. There's many others in the room who just want to break free from the past limitations, from your own thoughts, from your own doubts, your own fears. Just place your, your hand on your head. Probably most of us in the room could do this, but those of you who want this, we just want to pray and agree with you this morning. So Lord, we ask that You would renew our minds this morning. As Paul says in the book of Romans, we pray for renewed minds in the name of Jesus. Renewed thinking. I pray You would raise up kings and queens in this house. Believers who know who they are. And Lord, I pray you would shake off and break off every limitation, every doubt, every fear, anxiety, confusion, in the name of Jesus, broken. And Lord, we pray you would release your hope and your destiny and your kingdom ways, kingdom thinking about finances, kingdom thinking about career paths, kingdom thinking about our region, our city, our nation, politics, relationships. Every area of society, we release the kingdom of God. We loose the kingdom of God. We loose the kingdom of God. We bind the works of the enemy this morning. We bind negativity. We bind toxic thinking. We bind the works of Satan. We bind the agenda of the enemy. In the name of Jesus, we bind these things in Jesus' name. And we loose the power of God. We release revival. We release awakening upon our city, upon our nation. In Jesus' name. I just feel the Lord stirring this morning. There's just a couple of things I want to share. I just feel for the men this morning that there is a spirit of revival and a warrior spirit coming upon some of the men here in the house. And I see a war cry coming forth from the spirit of the men. And I just want to say to some of the men, if you feel something rising within you, in your spirit, if you feel a hunger and a yearning begin to come forth, that I just want to encourage you that this is the Lord and this is the Spirit of the Lord resting upon you. I see men rising up with a war cry. I see men rising up with their voices coming forth like never before. And I see it starting as a rumbling, starting as a stirring, starting as a dissatisfaction on the inside. I'm not satisfied. I, I can't do the normal anymore. I just can't do what I've done before. Something's shifting. Something's changing. Something's not the same. I see a dis 
dissatisfaction stirring in the hearts of men and I see it growing. I see rumblings and stirrings on the inside until this eruption of a war cry comes forth. And as this war cry comes forth, I see the atmosphere shifting over your life. I see the atmosphere shifting over your marriage, over your family, over your children, over your workplaces and over our community because these individual war cries are going to come forth as a unified war cry from the heart of heaven over the men in this place. So men, lift your hands this morning and I want every woman in this house and every female to to lift your hands toward the men. Begin to pray and intercede over every man, every male in this house. Right now, begin interceding for the, the war cry of heaven to be birthed, the war cry of the Spirit. Father, we honour your men in this house. We honour your men, your anointed and appointed godly men carrying your authority and your mantle. And we stand in unity this morning and we uplift and we encourage and we support and we gather behind and all around the men here this morning, Father. And we ask that you would release that war cry, release the rumblings, the stirrings, the dissatisfaction satisfaction, the eruption of heaven through the men here in this place. And Father, we thank you that you are releasing the authority of your kingdom through the men here this morning. Yeah, release, 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 release. Men, you're going to have to get comfortable with being loud. You're going to have to get comfortable with releasing the sound of heaven through your life. Get comfortable with the sound of your voice sounding different to what has sounded before because heaven is erupting through your heart, erupting through your life. God is increasing and anointing and releasing favour upon many men here this morning. Many men here this morning. And I see a Proverbs 31 anointing for the women this morning. I see some women picking up a mantle of business in the house. I see women picking up a mantle in Proverbs 31. She went out and she bought a vineyard. She went out and she provided portions to her servants. She worked from dawn till dusk. She wasn't a woman that was idle. She wasn't a woman that got involved in gossip and in side conversations. She was a godly woman who honoured her husband at the gate. She was a godly woman who honoured her household, worked hard and provided and the Lord increased favour upon her life and gave her business and favour at the gate. I see women this morning with a Proverbs 31 anointing, a Proverbs 31 anointing of godliness, of favour, of business anointing, of increase, of wisdom, 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 wisdom. Godly women rising up with wisdom that aren't distracted by the right or by the left, that are not pulled down by the opinion of others, but who women who keep their eyes fixed on Jesus, who honour their husbands, who serve the Lord and who honour those that God has placed around them. So women, I want you to lift your hands this morning and men, I want to invite you to, to reach your hands toward the women in this house this morning as well. Father, we thank you for the Proverbs 31 anointing. We thank you that you are stretching forth tent pegs in the precious women in this house this morning. Father, we release your increase, your favour, godliness and wisdom. Lord, we thank you that your hand is for us, that you are with us. Lord, that all your ways are good toward us. And Father, we just lift up every woman in this house, every precious female. Lord, and we bless the, the promises in every heart. We bless, Lord, the seeds that you've sown. Father, we release supernatural wisdom and godliness, incredible godliness upon the women of this house. Father, we release the Proverbs 31 business anointing. Lord, a favour in business, favour in marriage, favour in family and favour in the marketplace. Father, we thank you for the, the prayer warrior women here today. We thank you for the prayers of our mothers and our grandmothers others, our sisters. Lord, we thank you for those who intercede on our behalf, who've interceded for the men and for families, for our community, for society. Lord, we bless that intercession and we pray that you would deepen it with groans that go beyond our understanding. 
spirit of supernatural encounter and intercession upon the women here in this house this morning. Lord, we thank you for every hungry heart, for every faithful heart, through the storms, through the valleys, through the trials, through everything that every precious woman has faced. Lord, we bless, we bless, we bless fresh filling this morning fresh feeling this morning, fresh encounter with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, like Esther being prepared to meet with the King, being called and prepared to meet with the King, to be raised up for the glory of Jesus. With eyes only for one thing, eyes only for the King of Kings, eyes only for the King, Shaka. And Father, I just, I just pray that you would rain down upon all of us here this morning, men, women, young, old, every age of every generation. Father, that you would rain down a, a precious intimacy of your presence this morning, that you would lead us deeper and closer, nearer to your heart, that we would know you intimately know you, experiencing your love and your goodness, your guiding, your daily steps, the whispers of your heart over our lives. Oh, Father, rain down afresh upon each and every one this morning. Cover and surround and protect your angels to watch over us, your precious, precious presence all around. Lord, we thank you for what you're speaking, what you're doing even here this morning. We pray that you would increase, increase your voice, increase the moving of your spirit. Our nation needs a move of God. We need a move of God. We need you to come and move. Holy Spirit, we invite you to come and move. Come and move on us in us, in our families, in our homes, in our communities, we say, come Holy Spirit, come and move, come and have your way. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we bless you. We ask for greater things this very week. This, as we go, Lord, we pray that you would give us assignments, give us your word over our lives, give us awareness, give us wisdom, knowledge, give us your strength. We pray for incredible multiplication of your voice, of your influence and your power in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.